You are listening to For Better Self and Net Worth. In this community, we think you'll find your self-worth comes before your net worth and everything else. We also think you were designed to go after the life you want by ditching societal norms, knowing exactly who you are as an individual, and going after your unique purpose here on this earth. Every week, Ella interviews an entrepreneur that designed the life they wanted among the challenges, naysayers, and leaving outside their comfort zone. Or you're going to hear straight from Ella, where she talks about the important lessons she's learned in life and how she's achieved the overall happiness she has. This is Ella, the host for Better Self and Net Worth. Based out of Nashville, Tennessee, she makes every single day an adventure. You'll always find her right here behind the microphone, sharing all her thoughts with all of you. And we appreciate you listening and hope you enjoy this episode. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to For Better Self and Net Worth. I am joined by a really cool guest. I have met him on the internet and he has grown quite the business and quite so much awareness. He is known as the mold medic. So Michael, Michael Rubino, welcome to the podcast. And if you would like, go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us the story of how you became the mold medic. Sure. Yeah. First off, thank you so much for having me on here. I'm grateful to be here. Um, my name is Michael Rubino, um, and I basically have been on this journey for about 10 years, uh, which is how I came to become an author of the book called The Mold Medic and Experts Guide on Mold Removal. But even before that, what's really interesting about kind of my journey is my dad's been a GC since I'm uh, about five years old. So I've been around construction basically my entire life. Um, And at that point, I got to learn a lot about homes and buildings, which definitely afforded me the knowledge uh, that I have today on figuring out how to correct these issues that can inhabit our homes and and workplaces and buildings and things like that. Um, So it was really after Hurricane Sandy, um, which was this big hurricane in the Northeast where I'm originally from. And right around that time, you know, people obviously were calling. I was working for my father's company at the time. And um, I would go to people's homes and I would basically do these inspections where I'm, you know, creating a work plan, a scope of work, costs associated with it, the whole thing. And as I started noticing this pattern of people not feeling well, um, dealing with all types of symptoms from brain fog to chronic fatigue to perpetual colds, uh, allergy-like symptoms that never quite went away, um, some obviously more severe than others. I started to see this pattern of like, what is happening here? And I think one of the things that really clicked for me is I would say at least 50 to 60% of the people that I was seeing were already had some sort of remediation done. Um, and so that, that was kind of another factor that really had me dive deep because I started to understand why it is that people may fix their homes or think they fixed it, but still feel the effects of it. And it was really that journey that kind of led me to writing the book, The Mold Medic, based upon that that 10 years of experience and seeing these things and figuring out how to help people. And one of the things that I noticed in that journey, which if you read the book, you you would definitely get a, a glimpse of, is the fact that, you know, there's a total big difference between repairing a home or, or a space that's been affected 
cosmetically. You know, you cut out some drywall, you paint over it. It looks like it never happened. But then there's a whole other aspect of actually being able to scientifically evaluate if something is really there. And so as I started to to dive into that, um, I realized that was kind of the big missing link. Fast forward to today, helping over a thousand people uh, get better, get back into their environment. Um, It's been really a humbling and gratifying experience. That's awesome. Now what you're talking about chronic fatigue and allergies and this is something, now I had experience with this, my old apartment complex. I remember looking up at my ceiling and I saw these black spots and right beside that, there's an outdoor closet that I never used. And before I moved out, I noticed there was a ton of mold. So my mom, you know, she worked as a paralegal and human resources. So she knows the wall. She's like, make sure you take pictures of anything in case they charge you for it. Or so we went through and had to document it, but I move into my house and I notice I breathe so much better. I also invested into a Serena vacuum. It is basically a generic rainbow. It's a water-based vacuum that catches a lot of excess dust. It has the HEPA filter in it. And, you know, I don't necessarily have the allergy symptoms I used to have or the chronic fatigue that I remember having. Yeah. And that, that makes a lot of sense, right? Because we're in this environment that's impacting us. You know, the average person takes about 20,000 breaths per day. Mm-hmm. So when you're in this environment, that's producing these particles, potentially producing toxins. And every time we take a breath, some of that, those particles are coming into our body. You know, it's, it's definitely going to cause some stress response from our bodies, which can show up in, in differently in every single individual. Um, sometimes you get allergy like symptoms. Sometimes you get respiratory coughing, things like that. Sometimes you're having skin issues, uh, you're having chronic fatigue, right? So it's going to show up, um, differently in everyone because everybody has a totally different genetic makeup. But the point being is like, once you get out of that environment, your quality of life improves. Cause let's face it, who wants to feel like they're allergic to something in their, in their living environment where they spend most of their time, no one. Right. So I'm so thankful that you were able to get out of there and now you're breathing better. You're feeling the difference. Um, I think you made a great point about the vacuum you invested in because, you know, a lot of our vacuums, if they don't have HEPA filtration, they recirculate a lot of these particles back into the environment. They're not removing them. And so just being mindful of that is going to make a difference in your air quality. Yes. And what's something else that listeners can be aware of and be able to spot certain types of mold in their environment? Yeah. So one of my favorite like life hacks, um, cause it's free and, and it's easy to do. You can do it right now. You can put this on pause and go ahead and do what I'm about to say. Go on over to your toilet tanks, you know, take that heavy lid off, flip it over, look on the underside of the lid, peer over into the actual tank. If you see any, you know, black, like substances, fuzzy growth substances that shouldn't be there, Uh, That could be mold. And why I think that's so important to look at is because we have to understand kind of the the scientific principles of mold. It's kind of like a plant in in the the way it reproduces. So it's got root-like structures called hyphae, grows into things. And while it's a living organism, it's constantly reproducing by methods of spores, just like how plants reproduce by seeds. These are spores, they're called. Um, And as these spores opportunistically float around your environment and find uh, some some sort of moisture to begin to grow into another organism, um, it's, it's just consistently circulating throughout our environment. 
that lid is pretty heavy. Um, there's not a lot of air exchange that exchanges through. It's not hermetically sealed. So it typically requires an abundance of mold spores in the environment to opportunistically get in there and start growing. So it's a good indicator that you may want to have, you know, someone come check out your home and see if there's any mold growing inside your home nearby. That's a great tip. So going into your bathroom, picking up the lid and seeing what's there. And that's a good way to get a consultation, somebody to come look at your house and make sure, you know, the breathing conditions are breathable. Yeah, totally. I think another great tip is, um, you know, if you're dealing with mold or bacteria or water damage, uh, you know, just kind of, kind of to give people an understanding of how this works, you have these living organisms, right? Uh, They're producing spores. Um, Those spores aerosolize, they circulate around the house a bit, and then they settle uh, into the dust. So when we have an accumulation of dust, odds are we're going to have an accumulation of these particles that will be able to continuously recirculate, get into our breathing zone and enter the body. If you've ever sat on a couch in front of a window and saw like that ray of light pass by and you looked up at it and saw those little fuzzy particles floating around, you're like, holy, you know, those are, this is what I'm talking about. But these particles in particular, they're too small for the eye to see. So they're even smaller than those particles that you can see. So just really important to stay up on top of dusting. Um, I know cleaning is my least favorite subject. However, cleaning and removing dust is so important because a lot of these particles are going to enter the dust and that dust will kick up, enter our breathing zone, enter our bodies and cause these adverse reactions. So cleaning is, is a really important way to improve your air quality. Now, are you a proponent of new habit I've started is taking my shoes off as I enter the house? and not putting them on as I exit until I exit the house. Yes. Yes. I'm a big proponent of that mainly because there's just tons of stuff out there in the world that you're walking around in, you're dragging in probably bacteria would be one of the biggest, um, I guess, inhabitants of that. So definitely, especially if you have carpeting, because carpeting acts like a sponge, um, definitely take your shoes off at the front door. Uh, It's going to, you're going to be happier because you're going to bring less stuff in. Uh, it's going to require less cleaning. Um, so I think that's a really, really good idea. Yeah. When I moved into my house, I was very sure that I did not have any carpet at all. That was a huge plus for me. I've got rugs, area rugs that I put down and, you know, just throughout. But I felt like when I was in that old apartment and my cat had really bad allergies as well, but I thought when I was in my old apartment, it was the carpet absorbing a lot of the allergens, but there were allergens in many different ways when I lived in the apartment. Yeah, no, it makes sense. I mean, I try to have as little carpeting as possible in my life. Um, you know, we have some area rugs to, to, to kind of jazz and up the place a bit, but you know, it's, um, they are sponges, you know, um, I know there's some companies that have come out recently that are washable rugs, or you can take it and throw it in the washing machine. I think that's a great idea. You know, if you can have an easy to clean product, I think that's going to be really smart and probably the way we should advance in the future. But um, for now, you know, you, you want to have, you know, as little carpeting as possible and, and have some sort of cleaning routine where every couple months it gets uh, sent to the cleaners. Yes. And people are probably listening to this and they're like, this is a podcast about entrepreneurship and productivity. Why are they talking about cleaning? I'm going to say, Having a clean environment is crucial to productivity and your health. 
I mean, this is going into the root cause of your health. If you're constantly sneezing, if you're constantly fatigued, you're not going to put your best foot forward. Plus your story of becoming an entrepreneur, your book, The Mold Medic, and what you have put out into the world. And you have Gwyneth Paltrow as a board member. Yeah. So, uh, you know, uh, basically over the last couple of years, we have, um, you know, grown significantly. Uh, in the health and wellness space, because it's it, we're kind of pioneering what home health actually means um, and how our homes and our workplaces, et cetera, do impact our health. And so I think this is kind of the future of how things are going to go in that construction world, you know, being more mindful of, of of our homes and buildings, how they're built, how they're maintained, et cetera. So yeah, I'm, I'm very excited for that. As far as my growth, um, yeah, I mean, uh, as of this year, um, we just rebranded from a company called All American Restoration to Home Cleanse, and that actually happened about like 22 minutes ago. Um, and we, we graciously were able to um, align ourselves with Gwyneth Paltrow, uh, the founder of Goop, and Deepak Chopra and the Chopra Foundation, um, and they are officially our first two uh, strategic advisors um, and I think with that, it's, it's, it was my undying passion to try to revolutionize the way we look at this. Yes. Um, I obviously was able to get connected with them because they too saw that the, the problems that I'm trying to solve. And um, of course, our missions aligned. They're both, uh, you know, very focused on planetary well-being and health and wellness. So I think it was a really good fit. And uh, I'm just so, you know, uh, humbled and, and, happy, right, that they uh, did align with our mission to come on board and help push this forward. Uh, we have a, a very strong um, mission to help 100 million people by the year 2030. Uh, so as 2022 winds down to an end here very shortly, we'll have about seven years left uh, to complete that mission. And, um, you know, we're just so excited to help change this landscape and pioneer this. I'm excited to see that. And I think as more and more people are becoming their own advocates for health, I mean, growing up, health was tied to going to the doctor, eating and eating right and exercising. That was the main thing was like what your doctor said, but people are finding other ways to take care of themselves. They're becoming their own advocate and being mindful of the environment. We're also, you know, in the mental health space. There's more talk yeah. around that, the meditation and, you know, seeking counseling, being able to process your feelings. So I think we're honestly in a new revolution. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Yes. I think we're, I think we're entering a, another chapter um, of how we as a society cope with these things, um, how we are accepting, uh, these things, um, for so long. I mean, I, I talk to people all the time and they say, you know, uh, I, I haven't been myself. I'm more tired. Uh, I get less done. I'm less productive. You know, um, I'm dealing with all these things. My quality of life has, has, has significantly, uh, declined and they, everybody tends to normalize that you know, um, and me too. It happens to me too, right? I say, ah, it's because I'm getting older. It's because I have young kids. You know, we come up with all these excuses to normalize things. The reality of it is, is it doesn't have to be normal, right? We can take control back of ourselves. I know people in their eighties who are living their best life. They don't have chronic fatigue. They're able to travel. They're still driving. So I think we have to look at that and stop kind of 
you know, just blaming other factors and take control because we can. Um, and you mentioned some great things about the food we eat, the water we drink. Yes. I think for me, um, what I'm excited about is, uh, well, it's not easy to eat, right? Right. There's a lot of misinformation out there, but I think that that's, that's, people are pioneering that, right. And, and people are providing options and all these diets have come out. Some work better for some than others. And I think people have that path paved for them. Um, the one thing that I saw, and, and this obviously has grown over time is the fact that, man, we don't look at our environments, you know, it's, we take 20,000 breaths per day. We consume more air than food or water. We can go a lot longer without food or water than we can without air. And why aren't we looking at that? You know, why aren't we looking at air quality to optimize our health? I, you know, I personally think it impacts us a lot more than, than we even know today. And I know that today we know more than we knew 10 years ago, yes. but um, I think it's, it's, it's just, it's just so amazing to see how this information can come out there that we can come together, uh, be advocates for our own health. Um, I tell you that more and more people are aware every day. It's definitely not where it needs to be, but we're headed in the right direction, you know, and I think that's really important. So if you're listening and, you know, you think that you may be dealing with some mysterious illness or tiredness, or you're just not quite yourself and haven't been yourself for a little while, ask yourself, did, did something change in my environment? You know, because that, that can be a pretty big culprit. Yes. And with the housing market going up too, a lot of people are buying houses without getting inspections first. They're just, they're just buying up these houses and, what I foresee happening is they're moving into houses that may not be the best environment, best air quality that haven't been thoroughly inspected for mold. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Something I think we're going to as well, even, yeah, new think, houses. even new houses. So I've, I have had the pleasure of, you know, checking some new homes, um, getting some testing data back and it's pretty alarming, you know, with the, some of the levels of mold and bacteria that, that are in brand new homes. Um, there's a lot of change that's needed, but first it comes out of anything. Like we need to be aware that there is change that's needed to demand that change for companies to start making those changes. Because if companies think it's no big deal, if everybody listening to this call thinks it's no big deal, guess what? It's going to be no big deal. And no one's going to care enough to do the work that's needed to change. So I think it, this kind of comes back full circle, but you know, it's, it's, it's really, it's really, really interesting for me when I talk to all these people and see how, how this affects them, how this affects their productivity. A lot of people can't work when their quality of life has suffered. Um, they're just not in the right mind space. You know, how this impacts the mental health too is, is interesting. Dr. Bredesen's done a lot of amazing work on how mold and water damage homes impact the early onset of dementia, um, what's called inhalational Alzheimer's. Uh, we know firsthand from various studies that this impacts mental health uh, and produces anxiety and depression. I mean, I would, I'm not surprised, right? Because if your quality of life is suffering, how are you going to be a happy person? How are you not going to yeah. be depressed wondering when will this get better? When will my life get back to normal? Um, you know, anxious looking for answers, right? So it all makes sense to me. Uh, and when I, when I look at all of this, I just, I want people to be more informed so that whether you're a business owner, you want to have highly productive people in your office. Good. Take a look at your air quality, invest in air quality, because whatever it costs to make those improvements, you will get back tenfold by having happier staff, more productive staff, 
um, you know, really, really on point. I think it's really important. So, um, yeah. Yeah. That is a really good point. I mean, not just even, you know, we touched upon some mild symptoms, but you've seen some very severe cases as a result of bad air quality. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, there's a couple people that come to mind almost off the bat. Um, there was a woman who lived in Florida, um, you know, you would think just being in Florida that, you know, it's just because she lives in Florida, it's a humid area, but no, I mean, she had some, some leaks and some things that she was unaware of that caused these, these issues to occur. Uh, she got so sick that she went from this healthy mother of two at the time to a very bedridden, um, you know, mother of three, uh, who was unfortunately, uh, really not, not strong enough to move. Um, she wasn't eating anytime she would eat, she would pretty much throw it up. Um, she had to get a feeding tube installed to just to be able to get the nutrients she needed to stay alive. Um, she was very depressed and upset because she didn't know if she would ever get better again. Um, we got called into the mix by one of the doctors, um, brought in an inspector. We looked at the data. It was pretty high levels of mold and bacteria. Um, we put a plan together, fixed her home. What's remarkable about this story is a true story is the fact that within seven days of her moving out of that house, um, she was actually able to walk again, remove that feeding tube, was able to eat real food again. Within another couple of weeks after that, it was, you know, I wouldn't say a hundred percent back to normal, but I mean, she was, you know, able to hold their kids again, you know, uh, just be a wife, a mother, you know, it's remarkable how much this can, can really impact somebody. And of course that's an extreme case, but you know, when we look at that, it's like, I, I don't think that should happen to anybody. Right. And I think that's, that's kind of the point, the point I'm trying to make is, you know, whether you get that sick or even just a little sick, I think, you know, we want to be aware and not get sick at all. There was another woman up in New York who literally was like climbing Mount Kilimanjaro and, uh, you know, doing all these amazing things, um, super athletic. And she, within, within a year or two of being exposed, she started to decline. She was in a wheelchair. She couldn't walk. She couldn't move. She was so tired. She was basically lethargic. I mean, when you hear these types of stories and you see these people and you get to talk to them, um, it's, it's upsetting. It's upsetting to see people get to that, that level. You know, it's like a full reversal of being like one of the most athletic accomplished people to, I can't even, I can't even move anymore. Um, you know, and I think that's, it's really sad because it's preventable, you know, and if any, everybody just was a little bit more aware of, you know, their, their external exposures, right. Um, they would not be suffering this way. So, I get really passionate about this because, you know, I, I really don't want to see these people get to this point anymore. Yeah. Especially something when it can be so preventable. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we have, we have the information, we have the science, it's all at our fingertips. Um, you know, we just need pe- other people to be more aware of it so that they don't become the adverse effect of it. That's a good place to start. And the book, Mold Medic. Yeah. So I wrote the book, the mold medic and experts got on mold removal. Um, and you know, it was, uh, it was a pandemic baby, um, during the pandemic, um, there was a couple months where we basically were, um, had shifted. We were not, uh, for many reasons, people didn't want us in their home, you know, scheduled projects got pushed back. Um, we pivoted, we started figuring out how can we help with the pandemic? We came up with, 
you know, um, coronavirus treatment options where we would go and disinfect, you know, different businesses, offices, uh, police cars, EMTs, fire departments, just to try to do our part and help our communities in this time of need. And it was about that time where, you know, things were very confusing. Uh, we weren't, people weren't sure, the scientists weren't sure just like what was going on. So we utilized every scientific methods and means that we had in our arsenal uh, to protect ourselves and try to help our communities. Um, at that point in time, um, I had a lot more downtime. I started, you know, taking my my journey that I've been on, um, taking people's struggles and pains, taking the industry standards um, with in mind, and just rewriting essentially what really needs to happen um, for people to when they have mold. How do they identify it? How do they remove it um, safely, effectively? And, um, you know, how do they make sure that health is of the utmost importance in that process? Because as I mentioned earlier, most of construction is just cosmetic. It's just, let's make it look pretty. Yes. You know, and there is scientific, it's, we're talking about microbiology. It's a whole chapter of science here. Um, so we have to make sure that we're understanding the scientific principles of microbiology when we're looking at homes and trying to reduce those contaminants. And unfortunately, the industry of construction really hasn't gone that far into it. Yeah. And that was something too I noticed with an air purifier system that I have is, okay, yeah, I've been vacuuming my house. I clean it. It's cosmetically. People say my house is immaculate because I have to have a clean house. And what I learned was, okay, I run the air purifier and then I look what's in the water basin it's not clear water anymore. Yeah. So it, you, you're not going to always see mold if you have it in your house and it's probably happening. You know, you said it's happening in brand new houses, even if it's new construction, because that may not be a priority in mind. You're totally right. And, you know, I don't want people to think they need to be OCD or anything. Just, you know, just have a routine. Yeah. Um, just like anything else, have a routine, you know, make sure you're routinely removing dust uh, make sure you're routinely checking your, your place, whether you rent or own, you know, make sure you're looking under sinks where leaks can happen. You know, if you own your home, check the roof, make sure the roof's not leaking, um, yes. things like that, because right. a lot of these things we don't deal with until it, until it breaks. And so we're more reactive than proactive and being reactive in this type of scenario is going to end up costing you a lot more in the long run than proactively looking for things that are wrong and fixing them before they become too big. Yes. Well, tell everyone how we can work with you and what lasting advice you have for the listeners. Yeah. So uh, as of today, you can go to homecleanse.com to look at our company. Uh, you can learn more about, you know, Gwyneth Paltrow and Deepak Chopra and the Chopra Foundation coming on board as advisors. Um, you can learn more about the products and services that we offer to help you identify if you do have problems in your home, um, what to do from there, how to take care of it properly. Uh, and you can go over to themoldmedic.com if you want to learn more about the book or you want to have a consultation with me or anything of that nature, you can do it right there on themoldmedic.com. Well, thank you, Michael. Thank you for all the information you bought us on the show. And I know you're going to do some amazing things and I'm excited to see you hit your goal. Thank you so much. And thank you for having me. Of course. 
are listening to For Better Self and Net Worth. In this community, we think you'll find your self-worth comes before your net worth and everything else. We also think you were designed to go after the life you want by ditching societal norms, knowing exactly who you are as an individual, and going after your unique purpose here on this earth. Every week, Ella interviews an entrepreneur that designed the life they wanted among the challenges, naysayers, and leaving outside their comfort zone. Or you're going to hear straight from Ella, where she talks about the important lessons she's learned in life and how she's achieved the overall happiness she has. This is Ella, the host for Better Self and Net Worth. Based out of Nashville, Tennessee, she makes every single day an adventure. You'll always find her right here behind the microphone, sharing all her thoughts with all of you. And we appreciate you listening and hope you enjoy this episode. Thank you.